0: for joining me on this journey and welcome to episode 41 of Remembering Our Way Home. This week, our featured guest is beloved daughter, granddaughter, wife, mother, and educator, Nakia Porter. As a dynamic change agent for her family, peers, and community. Nikia enlightens us about how her desire to experience natural childbirth led her to reconnect to her roots. Welcome to Remembering Our Way Home, a weekly podcast to inspire, enlighten, and empower listeners via personal testimonies, discussions, and interviews with featured individuals, who have embraced the transformational and ancient practice of ancestral veneration. Thank you, Nakia, for joining
1: me this afternoon on Remembering Our Way Home. So, how did you first become aware of the idea of your ancestors? What was your first encounter with them? I think
2: one of my first encounters with my ancestors was in my preparation for birth with my second child, and uh, and kind of going backwards, I would talk with my my mom um, because I was planning on you know having having a natural childbirth, and she would tell me, oh well you know my mom my grandma. You know, birthed all of them naturally, and her mother, my great grandmother, was the midwife. She's the one who Ooh. helped birth them Ooh.
0: at Ooh, home. Yeah.
2: And so, to know that that directly, right, that that wasn't that far away, I knew that I had a direct um, ancestor in my lineage wow. that had this experience. And that even though some of the media out, you know, would fear tactics or other things like that about, you know, birthing at home and just note my first one, I wanted to give birth in the birthing center. I ended up transferring out to the hospital and all due to like dehydration and then just stress Mm -hmm. and needing to relax, right? Um, So I have something to compare it to, too, of, Mm-hmm. And believing in my body that it could do what it needed to do, that it, birth was a natural process, and that if I gave my body what it needed to, right, its chance of being able to birth naturally was at a higher rate. At a higher rate. And so, when I knew that I had an, an ancestor, I would call on my great grandmother to give me the guidance that my body knew what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. and that she had done it before me for all of my aunts and uncles and probably oh. others too and that i you know relinquished the you know the fight of trying to make things work and to listen and take on the um the knowledge that she already had wow and so right and yeah. so that it helped me so much because through the second one, you know, the birth, and it was like, this is not new to me. Mm. Although, you know, it felt new to me. It's like, this is yeah. not new. This is something that has already been passed down, and I, I accept that more than the, the, that I can't. That even though people around me now, it's changed, right? And more people are getting other C sections or other things like okay. that. Um, yeah. If it is right, preventable that yeah. i can too give a natural birth and that helped me in establishing that connection because it was like i don't have to go so far because sometimes you know using ancestry and all of those things it may get lost in trying to figure out who your ancestors were what did they do mm-hmm. and to know from my mother and my mother's mother that the that direct connection was there and to tap on that connection was the first i would say true connection for me for my ancestry
0: mm-hmm. and
2: uplifting and appreciating that connection and holding that with me um yes. and that it helped me to get through a challenging time but it also helped me to remember even when it wasn't a challenging time that they're always there
1: yes right wow. That's cool. so
2: Yeah, that's one of my moments of touching and connecting with my ancestors and and feeling Mm. um, in the space. like Like she was around me and then any other, you know, family members that supported that space too were also surrounded in that space to help me go through that journey. Wow! And birthed two babies naturally, one at the birthing center and then one later on at home.
1: So wow, yes. yes. So as you talk about your the women in your family and your lineage, what part of the country was this that you know your um, great grandmother would assist her family? What part of the co- U.S.? Alabama. Oh, oh wow! I was
2: Alabama. Yep, Selma, Selma, Alabama. Selma, and and they were from Selma
1: and Birmingham area. I see. Yeah, my family was from Alabama as well. That's the area my family um, started from and and then matriculated later to Philadelphia. So, yeah, interesting, interesting. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Part of those migrations, right, into Virginia, and that's, like, knowing that, I think that's, like, Something that's really inspiring me in regards to history, right? Is start with your family, start with yes. those that do know,
1: yes.
2: right? And then go from there. And it's helping. I think it's helping to get past maybe things we don't want to talk about, but
1: the things that we need to talk about, yes. and um, so we can grow. So, what comes to mind when you think about the word or you hear the word ancestor? Those
2: that have gone before us,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Um, those that have gone before us, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, right? Because sometimes people's paths may not have been as pretty, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. There
2: may have been a lot of struggle. There may have been a lot of pain, but there may have been a lot of joy. And it's like a little bit of all of it, Right. And the ancestors, like the continuous of our story, right? It it didn't start with them. It doesn't end with them, right? It's that completion that the really the circle of life. And it's like those that have gone before me. Like I said, it's my great grandmother, right? It's my aunt. It's you know um, a cousin. It's a um, wife. Right At one point, I will be in that position, right, and they embody our memories right they um show us what is possible right They show us um, the energy shows us what happened during a different time and what had to happen for them to do what they needed to do for me to get here and what they've laid out for us so also like a a, a pipeline right <laughs> like there's a flow of this energy that's going to continue to go on and um
1: yeah when
2: i think about the ancestors it's like that that embodiment of the continuum yeah. to reflect on that and to know that it's just a stage a stage what I see, right, as a part of life. Yeah. And, um,
1: yeah. How has developing a relationship with your ancestors guided you on your life journey? Oh, my goodness.
2: It's humbling. Mm-hmm. I definitely say humbling because I find myself having questions sometimes like, how did you get through this, Mm. right? Mm. Or how did you make it through that? And Mm. instead of assuming, I've been learning to ask Mm. just like that and watching the answers show up (laughs) or come, Mm. right? Because it's, it's one thing to... Assume you know it's another to experience
0: mm-hmm. right, yes.
2: and so I think what it's helped me why I say humbling because sometimes we may say things like oh i wouldn't I would never have done this right mm-hmm. um I give an example I know my family a lot when I was uh, purely doing raw food or doing raw foods or even just eating plant-based foods is like, you know, oh, why are you doing that? Do you think you're better than me and all this other stuff, right? <laughs> or really just out of understanding, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I remember, I remember grandma, you know, giving me, um, what is it, uh, Vienna sausages for lunch and me mm-hmm. turning my nose up because I wanted a Lunchable, right? <laughs> um and now looking back, right, and being like, well, why did she do that at that time? She made food and other things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But at certain times, when you're feeding eight, you got eight children of your own, and each of them may have two to three grandchildren, and you're trying to, you know, preserve certain food for, you know, dinner time at home and other things, you're stretching it, right? You know, we know how to stretch a dollar. They were doing the best that they could with what they had. Now, what does that look like for you now? Yeah, And so that part, I think, and that can apply, that's just one example, right? But that can apply to multiple different examples Mm -hmm. of they opened the door, right? Or they opened a gate and they are the strong foundation at which you get to stand on, right? Mm -hmm. Or beside to open another door or another gate.
1: Yeah. So, okay.
2: yeah. Um, very, very, very humbling, and a deep sense of gratitude and appreciation. Right. Mm-hmm. For their experiences. And yeah. um. Yeah, using that as the strength when the challenges, right? The challenges come. And leaning on their experience and the stories that are left behind to seek the strength, to seek the empathy and compassion and the understanding, to seek the, you know, warrior mindset when needed, right, in order to make it past some of the injustices or things that don't quite make sense, right?
1: Yeah,
2: and um, really to appreciate their whole lives.
1: I think that's what they help. Yeah, they
2: really help with that.
1: For me, thank you. Have you consecrated space in your home for them? Do you have a an altar or sacred space? Yes, yes, and
2: I say. There's multiple different spaces, so actually ooh trying to find you know best spaces
1: mm-hmm.
2: um but now I say it it's it's almost it's like it's everywhere,
1: right, ooh. so I
2: did have one where we set up for like Kwanzaa we had the um the um canar mm-hmm. and the um the candles, the mats we had. Uh, even some rocks and some sand, and had the different pictures, grandmother, grandfather pictures around.
1: And Mm -hmm. mm
2: -hmm. the biggest thing was remembrance, to remember them, Mm -hmm. to give thanks Mm -hmm. for them. And then I was like, you know what, I want to... Not just a single space, because that's something I was learning about. You know, having an altar, having you know a fresh plant there for you know the life, the water, you know certain foods that yes. are there. You know, the essence of that life to be able to give that to them. Yes. And I was like, how how can we transfer that to a walking model too, where you feel them always around you. Hmm. Nice. Nice. And. Um, one of those things that I, I would say it helped me and I hope that it can help others is when I was going for a, a life change, changing my career path. And I knew that I wanted to do a different role because it would open up more opportunities for me to have more quality time with my family, but also travel and explore and learn about the world so I could, you know, learn more about myself. And what I did was... I imagine that all of my ancestors, right, Mm -hmm. as well as family living now, were all in the room with me. Ooh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love that. Yeah, I've heard that. Right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right, to help that with, okay, we give the physical space, right, here's a physical space that we can manifest. It's here, right, you can see it, it's there. But what happens when you're in spaces where you don't have that physical space? Yes. And I think it's like what Queen of Fu says, you know, I am the altar, right? I am the shrine. I am the mosque. I am yes. the church. Yes. <laughs> right? So to embody that and say, I, I am the altar space and remembering that I, I have these pieces here because it helps to remember the things that we've lost. Right? Mm-hmm. It helps for us to bring in the practice of Sankofa and taking the best from them and applying that in today's world. We also have the ability to carry that altar space with us.
1: Absolutely.
2: And so, that's yes, there's, we have the physical ones and we have the, i say, metaphysical ones, the ones that yeah. we carry in our minds
1: and carry in our spirits as we move. How involved do your children? You have three little ones how How involved do do they get into the sacred space or main- or the maintenance of it?
2: I would say not so much right now,
1: okay, okay. um,
2: like I said, I'm moving thing moving things around. I think I it's more of um here are the images, right, and we have mm-hmm. different exercises oh that we've done. With like not only them, but other communities of how to build altar spaces, or Ooh. we call it how to build sacred spaces right to give things for those that have passed because we also came in a contact where there's some that may not have known their grandparents, they yeah. may not have known the names of those that pass, so they you know must give things to those that are living yeah. and to have those connections so we, you know, start to learn about what other communities and families have around them and start to collectively build out spaces. So um, I think that's really what I'm in the mindset, too, of trying to make sacred spaces everywhere.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Do you have any outdoors? Everywhere. You are are in California. Do you have any um, any sacred spaces? outside your home, your uh, property? You know,
2: yeah, I think the the sacred spaces outside our property would definitely be the gardens. You know, I call that one out front, the Garden of Eden. We have a couple of different raised beds, probably over seven raised beds to show the connection to nature, right? And they love going out, picking the fresh fruit or helping to put in dirt. My, my middle helped put in some, um, we had corn that we put up, blue, pink, also some Mm. some sunflowers and some squash, and they put the seeds in. And my son showing them how the foods that we eat, right, are alive, Mm. the ones that have the seeds, we can take them and put them right into the ground and they grow. Mm. And so that of, you know, reminding them they're still working on it, right, and that whole practice of taking care of the spaces that we're in, That can be applied to the physical space we are in, our own bodies, and remembering. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that we're not going to forget, but if we know how to remember and, you know, put the things back together, Mm -hmm. we can can always bring the pieces back together, right? Mm -hmm. So outside space we have, that's what I said, the garden is, we don't have pictures of family members, However, mm-hmm. I think a lot of stories happen when we're outside and we're in nature and we're hands in dirt or we're talking to the plants. These are some of the things that we, we go through so they can reinforce that these things are alive. They they hear you. There's, you know, spirit, there's life, there's life energy, and to appreciate it, to take care of it. and But also know what it's like when you don't take care of it. What mm-hmm. does it look like,
1: right? Mm-hmm yeah so that's powerful right powerful, yeah.
2: so then you'll remember how to take care of it, even when we go out in the world so mm-hmm. um yeah, those are the sacred spaces we have outside too, and we have some cool figurines uh my brothers put some really cool figurines out, like fish and frogs or birds out <laughs> that attract other you know other life.
1: Energy uh, for yes, and yes. It's yes. beautiful. So, I can't wait to visit. Um, okay, so what what kind of things do you do daily, weekly, or monthly to honor your ancestors? And
2: taking care of myself. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, being straightforward, take care of myself because if mm-hmm. I remember and I say my ancestors live on through me, I have to listen to. Things like, am I doing well? Am I hydrated? Am I listening to right things to keep my
1: spirit high, right? Mm-hmm. Am I
2: putting myself in a space where I can thrive? Um, because if not, right, and people say, you know,
1: this is where the, the
2: temple of God, the creator resides, I have to be able to take care of myself. And when I don't honor that, it's like I'm not honoring my ancestors. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that was I'm not honoring right the creator. Yes. That's powerful, the part you said about um am I in a space where my spirit can thrive? Ooh, that's an affirmation that's an affirmation for me. I love it <laughs> <laughs> I love that am it I is. in a space where my spirit can thrive my yes. spirit can thrive
2: yes, mm-hmm. because a lot of times we we're so used to somebody else making us happy. My husband reminds me of this when sometimes things get really challenging. Right, And it's like, what are the pieces that make you happy? Does that particular part make you a failure? No. It's just maybe an uncomfortable situation or experience at which you don't want to put yourself in anymore. So that's good. You've learned what type of environment you need to thrive. Mm-hmm. And then when you know that, when you interact with your children, when I interact with my children, or I interact with others. I can remember what it is that I need in order to put myself back in the, you know, a higher vibrational
1: state. So, Nikia, is there a a special film that you may think of when you think about your ancestors, or if not a film, a song? Yes. Okay. What kind? Yes.
2: Well, you know, lift every voice and sing is always on my mind.
0: Right. Mm. Lift
2: every voice and sing is always there, Um, because it shows the power in unity. Okay. It talks about a real struggle,
1: mm-hmm. right,
2: that has happened, the other ver- verses too. And it also talks about how we forgot. Yes. And I think that's, again, when Ooh. we talk about remembering, when we know that, okay, we're reaching out for things that we sell our souls for, mm. right, or you you're trading for that, if you were in knowing yourself, you hold yourself accountable, and it's not just pointing fingers as to why that happened. There is a part of that that says, I contributed to a part of this.
1: Wow. Now, I
2: may not be able to take care of the other stuff, but the part that I contributed to, I can start to heal that part.
1: Powerful. And hmm. so,
2: right, in singing that song, it's like it, going through and, in lifting the voices, when we talk about the universe, the verses, right? Wow. Everyone's verses coming together in order to manifest the what heaven on earth. Um, uh, touch on art and seven going out to the land, and mm. a beautiful woman was out there by herself, and she was like, "I'm good," you know. And I, what I wanted the children to know is that they can create heaven on earth. Mm. They can create it. If they believe it and they can see it and they can start to work to build it, they can create it. And so it's how with even the creation of that song, right, it's saying lift it, lift it on high, right? Mm -hmm. Be mindful of what it is that you're doing because we did forget at one point. So it's important that we remember And to remember, we have to tell our stories. We have to know our stories. And as we share our stories, we can heal from our stories and build new stories.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Share, heal, and build. I love that. One of my fun questions is, what are some of the blessings, magic, and miracles you have witnessed in your life as a result of developing this relationship with your ancestors? Man, Mm. The first when it comes to my current life
2: my current
0: life right
2: now so the fact that mm-hmm. being in California right now right, mm-hmm. um, transferred out of a work environment where I did not feel appreciated I um, had gone through bullying at work I had gone through you know, uh, freeze on, you know, progress or you would say, you know, uh, promotion or other things like that and just really did not feel good in that environment, right? Mm. And listening, I would say, was a collective guidance, right, Uh, as well as, I would say, movement. I, I like to think, you know, energy does move. And as it moves, if you listen, Right, that's what, like one of the other songs we were talking about. Wade in the water, right? Yeah. Listen, if you're listening and if you're present, you'll hear it.
1: Right. But if
2: you're too distracted, you won't be able to hear it. And so one of the things was it's time for you to it's time for you to transition. It's time mm. for you to do something different, yeah. which means you have to be accountable for your actions. If you're mm. not feeling appreciated, what about you? Do you appreciate? Yes. What about you, right, can you make a change so that you can move and do something different and really make time to answer those questions? And so in listening, right, I would say listening uh, to the stories of our ancestors of being mistreated and staying in a place, yeah. why? Oh.
1: Oh.
2: Why did they stay in the place? Yeah. What was the purpose of it, right? And then if they've done that part, does that mean I still need to do it or does it mean now you have the opportunity because we've already opened the door for you to go further than what we were able to do?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes,
2: speak. And so, right, from going from there to being here in California and having a mindset of I'm not going to be anybody else but me, I'm not going to be anybody else but me because I was born here for a purpose and there's something that I'm supposed to be doing, which for me is to upla- uplift and motivate and encourage others to be the best that they can possibly be so they know know themselves so they can share their gifts with the world, right? I find great, you know, mm-hmm. gratitude and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and love when others find that love within themselves then it can shine out, right? Then we've filled our cups. So the ancestors, that connection, right, with that, and it's like it's literally like the breath of life, Mm -hmm. right? What am I doing that's allowing me to release any type of restrictions on my flow of breath? Yes.
0: Yes.
2: If there's any tightness or rocks or buildups that are in the way, I need to clear them out so the air can flow freely. So the water can flow, flow freely, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And these do their stories, right? And, and the guidance, right? Of going through and, and listening, it's like, oh, the listener who you listen to, it may sound like an internal guidance. It may mm-hmm. sound like a whisper, right? And when you act on it, right? Pay attention to how you feel. Yeah. And for me, it was like okay this is the this is the next step that needs to be taken.
1: Mm-hmm. do you have the
2: audacity right to push forward and make it happen?
0: That's right yeah.
2: courage, all of those things right the different uh says uh the different virtues that are needed for you to persevere right mm-hmm. and so those things have definitely help me, when I say to get here, because I can see the power in manifestation, keeping my mind mm. clear, focusing on the things that I want to see versus the things that I don't, because there's a lot of things that I don't want to see, but I've realized if I keep focusing my energy there, there's no energy going to the things that I want to see.
1: Mm. Ooh, that's a powerful principle right there in manifestation, mm. Yes keeping your mind focused on things you want to see. Yes, that's powerful, sis. Yes. So they,
2: I would say, that's how they remind me and help me because now I make it a daily practice. Make it a daily Mm -hmm. practice. If yesterday wasn't the best, if there were certain things that I could have done better, like I wish I would have spent a little bit more time with my children. Okay, start the day fresh. Spend that time. Start off Mm -hmm. with it.
1: Yes. right don't wait
2: until the end of the week or other things like that see what you can do the next day or the next moment and that that becomes like i said now being in the present learning more and more how to enjoy the present moment and make the best out of it that i possibly can and
1: so you you feel like you are enjoying your life fully and just you're fully you know you have your family there with you and you're just creating this beautiful life that's powerful that's powerful
0: Yes.
1: Is it a life that you've always dreamed of, or is it beyond? It's definitely
2: beyond. I think it's it's something that the more focused and intentional I am, the more focused and intentional we are, the world at which we wish to live in, that our ancestors
1: wished to live in, we live uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. Wow. That's powerful. Thank you. Right? Thank and they you. say,
2: right, this, uh, some of the people say, I am my ancestors' dreams. Yeah. Wow. Boy, Martin dream. Luther King said, I may not, <laughs> right, I may not get to the mountaintop with you, but I've seen it. So That's right. It's like that story, right? It's like yes. they've seen it. They they had the first part of the vision. Mm. You have the other part of the vision. So once we stay, you know, mm-hmm. in alignment with that vision and can contribute to it, it can be closer to built being built, just like mm-hmm. building blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to lay down a foundation. Mm-hmm. Somebody maybe even drew, drew up the print. Somebody's going to actually stack the blocks. Somebody's going to put the cement in. Someone's going to do the overall coat. Someone's going to do the design. Someone may figure out where, uh, how it's going to be positioned and how it's um, You know, it's location and and direction and connection with the sun and moon and all of these pieces, they all fit together.
0: Yeah. And once they
2: do, that's where you have the masterpiece. You have to take time for you. Mm -hmm. You have to take time to do the things that bring you joy. Yeah. Because then you can bring joy to everyone else.
1: Yes, especially your children. So why is developing a relationship with your ancestors important, Nakia? Because you know where you've been. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know
2: where you've been, and then you have a better idea of what you need to do so you know where you're going.
1: Got you. Got you. And what would you say Mm -hmm. to inspire others who are interested in cultivating a spiritual relationship with their ancestors? Get to know your close family if you can. If you have
2: siblings if you have your parents aunts uncles around get to know them ask them about story about those that came before you that passed so you can get a peek into you know that perspective from them of what what they did when they were here on earth and for those that may not know right their direct parents or lineage ask the question who are my ancestors, right? What did they do? What do I have to learn from them? You know, what foundational pieces did they leave behind for me? And then listen. Make time to listen. I believe that it will provide you tools and resources to help navigate this space. And that's what it is, the resources, right, resources and the tools through the experiences that they left behind to help us to pave, you know, another path for new directions, new experiences in life. <music>
0: birthing is the most profound initiation to spirituality a woman can have nikia porta is unlike any person you have ever met energetic optimistic and an overall team player she is driven to learn and contribute to the self development and overall well-being of herself her family and her tribe. She provides support to uplift and promote a positive environment to cultivate, plant, and harvest success. In addition to volunteering, teaching, and coaching people of all ages, she has more than 10 years of professional work experience in engineering, technology, and software development. Nikia is most passionate about creating lifetime memories with her amazing family as a loving wife and mother of three children. This week's scripted wisdom is in reflection of our guest, Nakia Porter. The wisdom and compassion a woman can intuitively experience in childbirth can make her a source of healing and understanding for other women. Stephen Gaskin There is something about honoring women Honoring the birth process We all come from women And there's something extraordinary About the mothers who raised us Annie Lennox We have come over a way That with tears have been watered We have come treading our path Through the blood of the slaughtered Out from the gloomy past Till now we stand at last God of our weary years God of our silent tears Thou who has brought us thus far on the way Thou who has by thy might led us into the light Keep us forever in the path we pray Lest our feet stray From the places, our God, where we met thee. Lest our hearts, drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land. James Weldon Johnson